Derek. Right. Episode 27. Last week, we had a team owner sitting in the guest chair. Tonight, we have a team writer sitting in the chair. Ryland Munson is in the house, came down from St. John's to visit with on the pool deck, the pool deck studio of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. Welcome to episode 27. I am so excited. We have family dinner. We're having business meeting, and uh, we're going to discuss 2024. That we are. It's good to see you again, Ryland. Yeah, good to see you guys. Glad you could make the trip, even though you... Uh, I, I'm just happy that you drove through Disney traffic for us. Yeah, yeah, made, made it happen. Well, they didn't <laughs> stop. They actually kept on coming through to Disney traffic because this is where the action is happening. This is the happy place. Yep, right here. This on the is pool the happy deck. place. On the pool deck of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. And we have a studio audience tonight, so that's also cool. And uh, we have some announcements we're going to talk. We have actually a professional writer. We're going to get their opinion, his opinion on SMX. And then, Derek, I believe we have some business that we have to discuss tonight. I do believe. Let's do it. Well, what are we, we, we starting with business? Business or SMX? Let's go ahead and knock out SMX so that we can get to the business. Okay. All right. I think SMX was awesome. Rylan, you are a professional writer. What did you think of the SMX format? Uh, you know, I thought it was awesome. Uh, the only thing I want to see something different is I thought the track was really good, but there was just not much passing. And mm -hmm. I think when you got guys like Hunter Lawrence and Jet Lawrence that can't really come up through the field, I don't really think they were having an off day. I just think it was kind of tough to pass, and they're not going to take people out. So I was going to say, do you think that track was too tight for any passing? I mean, that or, or were they too scared because that track was so slick? Yeah, I think it was slick, and then I think all the there wasn't many bowl corners in the 180s. Yeah. It was more yep. just flat turns, so just everybody was just going Wide open inside. screaming, really. Yeah. But, it, it, but I thought it was really cool. And by the way, just on a side note, aesthetically – that may be the most red track I've ever seen in my life. That yeah. was the that was the reddest of red clay that I've ever seen. Yes, it may have been hard to pass, but there were guys making it to the front. I also have to wonder too, Hunter and Jet have had very profitable years. Mm -hmm. A year. How hard are we, how much more do we need? Yeah, but as a racer, I don't really think it gets to no. that. Okay. I, I would never get to the point where you just settle for a certain amount a year because especially as a human being, you reach one goal and you just want to get to the next. Okay, I, I wanted to hear that because I was curious. Michelle and I were talking, and we're like, Well, I mean, Jet said it in the press, press conference. He's like, you know, I've made it this far. Let's just see how far we can keep yeah. going. Yeah. He, yeah. He's got the racer mentality. It's not going to stop. Yep. What did you think of the track? You were talking about how it was hard to pass, but what did you think of the? I I thought as a as a viewer, there were some motocross and supercross element. That that rhythm lane was nasty. Oh, they did a they did a <laughs> amazing job incorporating motocross and supercross okay. because like that section right after the finish line got brutal. Oh yeah, yeah. that track was. I mean, they were running a minute 15 second yeah. lap time so yeah. they were putting in tons of laps yeah so that track got 
chewed up and beat up big time. And I was I was pretty impressed with how rough and beat up and rutted it got, considering all that dirt was hauled in and placed on yes. asphalt. I was yes. wondering, like, are they gonna? I was the I was mind blown that they didn't put any plywood or anything under it. They no. literally laid that clay right on top of the asphalt, which. For a drag strip, you figured they would have been like very meticulous yep. about how it was put down. Do you think also, I was wondering, they never once even got close to those walls. Those concrete walls that literally, there were eight crossings, I think is what I counted. It may have been nine, but I think there were eight crossings that they went over those walls. Not one of them got even close to getting to the wall. Yep. They, that, they did kudos to the track building crew. I've looked at the track map for this weekend. I'm like, oh, this is I'm, I'm, it's a little more supercar. So there's two sets of whoops next weekend or this weekend coming up. But as a professional rider who is building towards that, is that kind of like, oh, this is what I get to look forward to? Or is that excite you or did it make you, was there a little trepidation? Oh, no. It excited me 100%. <laughs> I wanted to be there so bad. Yeah. Yeah. It looked, it looked like tons of fun. Um, the track looked like it actually flowed, I felt like. Um, yeah. It just looked like a fun track to race yeah. and ride. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, there were definitely guys that were coming through, and, you know, some guys were falling back. Like, Jet, that second moto, rode really well. Um, but I think, it was, I think there was some anger that yeah. Helped, yeah. helped with that riding. Yeah. And that, that goes back to the the him not caring because he wouldn't have rode like that if he didn't care because yeah. he yeah. fought. Yep. Yeah, and congratulations to Sexton for, by God, they they put on the Supercross suspension, and oh my goodness, he can ride again. Yep. But I have a question. I will I will channel my inner James Stewart. If that Supercross suspension is so good, why not figure out how to run it in motocross? Like, if that was the key to you riding so well let's figure out some happy medium in that in the motocross side what's you're a rider what is the difference in the stiffness of the supercross setting and plushness versus the motocross because that was what chase kept saying and by god he did it but what happened yeah i mean that's that's something that to be completely transparent with you guys would be tough for me to point on because that's like a factory ride deal right yeah i mean his his suspension is something that da vinci created yeah i mean chase sexton that suspension that he's riding is something that nobody else will ever ride okay you know what i mean that is his suspension that is a chase sexton setup that is fifty thousand dollars worth of man hours gone Mm -hmm. into that for him you know what i mean so for me Supercross is stiffer, motocross is softer and plusher. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of tough to say. Like, I ride, I've rode my Supercross stuff on some outdoor races, and it's brutal. But that's because my stuff set up, my stuff is set up stiff for the Supercross track. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas those guys, their stuff is all like, no matter what it is, I feel like it's, it kind of starts at the top. Their Supercross stuff is stiff and then plush their motocross stuff is a little bit softer and then plush like so it's kind of the difference is just at the top i feel like and then it's always plush below yeah Yeah, because they always talk about their hold up yeah and that was the thing they just kept talking about is they talked about it multiple times in the broadcast was once i get back on the supercross setup and that was not a supercross track but all of a sudden he's 
dominating. I mean, dominating. And congratulations, congratulations to Shimoda. I mean, I will say this. It is really cool to me. You were talking about the human side. Both of the guys that won the overalls are not going to be with the teams next year that they are winning these races with. But it's about winning those races, not the team they're going to be with. Yeah, they're still racers. Yeah. Yeah, that that answers everyone's question on, oh, you know, contract year, they're just running it in to finish. No. No, Shimoda was pumped. Shimoda was so excited on winning Mm -hmm. the overall. Well, those guys, I mean, you can't forget – those guys are hired to do a job. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's the exact same thing as, um, you know, you, you getting hired to, you know, go, like, do the real estate stuff. Yeah. When you get hired to do a job, I mean, if you fail or don't put in full effort, other teams are going to see yeah. that. Yep. So put in your max effort to the end, you know, yep. always. But you, you, we'll occasionally catch a few riders that ride like you're yeah. saying. Mm-hmm. I mean – but that's usually years and years coming. I mean, it, Honda's never really done anything to Chase no. to make him ride like that. You know, maybe behind closed doors, I'm sure there's fights. There's fights with everything. Oh, but yeah. I don't think they've treated him poorly enough to ever consider riding like that. And he's he's not a bad rider. No. I mean, he's the top of the world. And so. you and I talked about that this year, that – Honda was spending a whole, an entire, during the off week, they spent an entire week with Chase working on outdoor setup. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they know he's leaving, he's already signed a contract, he's leaving, and we're still going to work means that they understand the business. As you said, this is our job. Yep. Because guess what? They're going to have a new rider next year, and if they've already done some of that work yep. on that bike, because the bike's not changing for next year for them, Hunter, that gives Hunter a little bit of a head start on this is what we found that works on this bike, and you don't ride like your brother, so let's try it. Let's try this. Yep. Yeah. Data, so, data, I mean, you can't, yeah. you, you know, you can't get enough of it. Wouldn't yeah. you love to have some of that data? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a testing week for me, and shoot, I got Saturday, I got my motos, and I got to write all my stuff down in between myself. You know yep. what I mean? Those guys literally... Are there, you know, they're literally there to just ride, and then they say. You know there's a cheap guy that's sitting at one of these tables here that you could probably get up to come up and write data down for you. I, I've got some I've got some spare time. So Hey, yeah. if, if, you guys, if you guys want to drive that far, <laughs> I didn't know if you'd want to deal with the Orlando traffic. Uh, I, I'm, I'm good with it, and I'm not, I don't have anything until February. He's the one that's busy. You know, he's the one that's actually, like, racing right now. So I've got free time. I don't mind being a data, a data analyst, analyst. So sounds good i can write stuff down so we can talk about that <laughs> but uh no we wanted to get your perspective on the smx because someone that's actually ridden and seen and we see the tracks as fans and i'm like this shit's cool like that's awesome it was a good crowd good weather there was some worry of rain yeah and it turned out to be an absolutely awesome day yep um i i and sorry to cut you off but i no. am excited to see this um when it is not in clay because supercross tracks are typically clay. Yeah. yeah. So when, once we go somewhere that's like regular dirt, yeah. I think we're going to get more of the supercross motocross yeah. side. Yeah. And I do think that this is supercross, this is super motocross. We got to have whoops. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yes. I get that it's a safety thing with setting yeah, the bikes up, but we got it's what it is. It's We're supposed blending. to be the best of both worlds. Yeah. And yeah. you think of Supercross, you think of big whoops. peaky jumps and whoops. And and next weekend, we have two sets of whoops, long whoops, and an entire sand section, three or four corners. Talk about screwing with a setup. Yep. You got to hit whoops. That's, that's how it should be. Yes. Like for we, this. we should have like Southwick and then like Anaheim. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. Yeah. Like yeah. I think doing this whole track in red clay was yeah. was not a good pick. Like it should have been a third red clay and then some gnarly chocolate cake dirt, yeah. big sand sections. Like you mix it all. Yeah. No, I agree, but I think I think for what the start of this and the first time I know there's some problems with the payouts and they don't but I think overall we got something. Oh, 100%. It's cool. It's a it's a cool setup. We got yep. something and I don't think the riders minded. My my daughter was asking me she's like, "Well, do they have an off season?" I said, "If you're not in the top 30, you have an off season. You're good. And if you're not racing if you're not one of the three riders chosen for Motocross Nations, you get an extra week." So, really the guys who aren't in the top 30 they're done. I know that that's not exactly how the points worked out, but if you're not in the top 30, you're done. It's kind of like golf. Golf does their playoff, and if you're not in the top 70 or the top 50 or the top 30, your season ends each week. Well, those guys are now done, so they can all start training and getting ready. It's these other guys. Hey, by the way, you're going to get a good cash payout. Right. But you have to go three extra weeks. And it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. And for, they, for the money that these guys are all getting paid to be there, yeah. I mean, what last place is like twenty five grand. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, the winner got a hundred grand. That's the bonus usually for the Supercross for the four fifty guy. Yeah, that's the bonus of winning for the manufacturer. That was the first payout. place payout. So he probably got that plus his hundred grand yeah. bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, it was a, a good payday. good payday. Yeah, really good payday. There's a reason they're all there. Yeah, yeah. you know, they're they're fighting for it no matter so, what. But I, I, I don't want to talk too much because tonight's not about SMX. It's actually about Rylan and our future with Rylan and working with Rylan. Um, but I wanted to, since we had a professional rider who's going through that process and I wanted to get the perspective on his take of what SMX looked like, um, we had someone here last week. We had Matt here talking about what it was like trying to get to SMX. Mm -hmm. And now we have a rider that would love to also be in that same situation. I, I mean – that kind of puts a – you have your own set of goals for 2024, but, boy, if I can get in the top 30, this kind of, like, changes my my thoughts on things. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of changes my whole plans, honestly, yeah. because I'm a 250 Supercross guy and then I'm a 450 outdoor guy, but I can't, you know. Yeah, you can't I'm, do that. I'm, yeah, because obviously I'm not Jet Lawrence and I'm not scoring enough points to be in both. Yeah. Uh, so probably, what you're what you're saying is we need to start building some bikes for yeah. 250 <laughs> motocross. Probably, probably going to be a 250 <laughs> motocross and supercross guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, fully. It makes sense. Yep, it makes sense. Yep. It, just, it just sucks for you know your yeah. sake because it, it makes it a lot harder. And building a 250 is not cheap. Yeah. Yep. And then you got it's the the building it could be you know okay. It's that maintenance that yeah. just gets you. So yeah. so that's and that's stuff that we're going to talk about and as transparent as you want to be looking for that support because we know that support is crazy enough as a sport is that support if you are the right person and you're doing the right things that support shows up mm -hmm. and that's what Derek and I hope to be is a piece of that yep and that we can open doors for that greater 
that greater support. So since we finished SMX, that we that wasn't the topic for tonight. You kinda, Derek, you I kind of just led us right into that. I got to so. turn. I, hey, I'm, I'm a good segwayer. <laughs> I, that's, I'm a professional media person now. So I got to turn this over to Derek, and he's already wearing the uh, Rylan Munson 38 shirt. And uh, represent. Let's uh, let's start that process. So Derek, talk to us. All right, Rylan, as we know, is a 250 East rider. Um, 2024, we're running all the 250 East series races, Supercross races. Um, and uh, beyond the curve, MX Podcast has decided to go Supercross with Rylan Munson. So we've been holding this in for quite a while now. Um, we have joined forces with Rylan Munson and uh, help him complete them goals and. I'll let Ryan, Ryland talk a little bit on it. And yeah, I, after we did the last podcast, I just, you know, was, you know, went, went out, went about my, my day and my everything, my training. And I was just thinking about it. And, uh, I just felt like it could be a super good thing with what you guys are doing in your podcast and then me racing. Why don't we go to these races together i'll represent you guys you know get you on my graphics promote you on the social media and everything and then we could do you know some podcasts from the races you yep. know whether it's at the hotel or at the van in the pits or yes whatever and i mean this i just i just i have all, my, my my mind's always going and i just felt like this could be something Same that was great so i coming from a racing background we we all know this um Trey and I have been just bouncing multiple ideas once this all came about. We, we've hinted over and over again about our 2024 on Beyond the Curve, and um, there, there's, there's a lot to come here in the future. Um, we have some pretty, pretty gnarly ideas that I think is going to excel us and especially excel Ryland. Um, we are in this to help any guy that we can, um, but... I think as as a team at this point we've we've kind of created a pretty good bond I believe um, I think it's going to be a really good race season so uh, 2024 is going to be big for all of us yeah it's going to be fun I'm I'm looking forward to it actually it's uh, on a side note I have my own racing that I have for next year but my wife and I've already we've contracted with Derek because he does own DBS custom fabrication and handyman services he'll be building out my trailer so that when I can go to a race one of us is going to always be there that I don't have to get a hotel. I can just stay in my trailer yep. and the privateer pits and hang out and I'll have my own sleeping quarters and I'll be living literally the privateer life with a privateer. And that's kind of for me as someone that's a fan of the sport, I'm really looking forward to that. And we have some other things that we're working on that we're not ready to fully announce yet because there's some things that are going to put Rylan in a different light that we'll talk about and we'll discuss as we get further with some of the community engagement and doing things of that nature. But those are things that you're going to see that not only is he a racer and not just Rylan, a lot of these guys, they're, they're real people. They're still human. They're human I mean, people about this who are time. chasing dreams and we're going to find out like what they like outside of that Saturday night with the lights on. And, yeah. and that's the fun part for me as the guy who's never as good as you or as good as you, but who loves the sport. That part of it is super important to figure out that, man, there's some really cool people out there. And that's what we want to draw people towards is, hey, this Ryland Munson kid, 
Yes, you're still a kid. Sorry. <laughs> as, 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 as your wife said, you're old enough to be our dads. So, <laughs> no, I'm definitely still a kid. <laughs> but we want to see that growth as a professional. And you and I talked about like whether or not you make it. This is this is something that you can show people from perspective jobs, perspective like leadership roles of hey, I run my own program, and this is how I've done this for years. And that's something that Derek and I are excited about. Derek's going to have a more mechanical role. I'm going to be more behind the camera role. If we're, if we're truthful about it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like I said, we all know I come from a racing background. Um, I think that Ryland and I have kind of connected that way. Just we know racing well. Um, so it's it's going to be exciting. Like yeah. It's, it's going to be really exciting give you guys some in-depth stuff of what actually happens at a Supercross race. I mean, you only see it from the fan standpoint, but there's there's a whole other world yeah. in the pits. So, yep. What yeah. are you looking forward to most? You know, I, I, I'm looking forward to having you guys there to help me with documenting the behind the scenes a little more. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to being able to um, help you guys grow as a brand, which in turn will help me grow as my brand. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just excited for the relationship to build because I think it can be big for both brands. Uh, and, and I'm excited to go racing. I think it's just going to be a fun year. I can't, I can't wait for the schedule to be posted. Yeah. My, my girlfriend, Josie, she's asking, yeah. Yeah. when's it going to be posted? It's every, every other day, we're like, we yeah. need that Supercross yeah, I need schedule. The, I need the, but it's funny. I'm waiting on Supercross from Feld, and I'm waiting on the National Enduro Series from the NEPG, and it's like, Guys, I desperately need these. Like, I have logistics. I have to <laughs> figure out. That's my portion of this. I got to figure out these logistics. And my wife, who is the anal business person, is like, I, I need this stuff. And I'm like, I understand. I get it. But uh, we're looking forward to being in the pit, the, the the pits and on the backside of the pits. Mm -hmm. Like, we're we're not going to be up by the semis. We're going to be in the back. And you've been to you went to those races last year. What's it like on the backside? Uh, it, it, it kind of, it kind of differs from round to round, honestly, because sometimes the privateers are, are like, you know, just kind of secluded and you're kind of just like doing your own thing, but it's definitely not as, um, it, it, it's just funny because, you know, if, if you're really, really in the privateer pits with all the vans and stuff, it's not as professional you know there's just kind of like vans everybody's yep. got all their stuff scattered <laughs> around you know because yeah. it's like a local out, race it's yeah. a local race yeah, you live out of the thing yeah. i mean you got so much stuff you got to just get it unloaded yep. and you know but then uh you start getting to the the other you know the smaller level teams and then the big pits and stuff and everything's really you know secured and uh but it's cool you know the the best part is when when the, the fans you know they they do love the factory guys obviously but they all know, you know, that the privateers feed off of them. Yeah. Like they're what keeps the privateers going. So yeah. when they start rolling around, it's awesome. That's it. Daytona would be a prime example. So you'll, you know, if you've never been to Daytona, you walk through the pits, right? In, right at the pits is all the semis, you know, you're all in the NASCAR garages and all the semis are parked, but then the privateers are right there. Yeah. Same so, garages. Yeah. Right, right That's after awesome. the, the yeah. semis is, you know, the privateer life. So, Daytona is always that one where these guys get so much 
I don't want to say media, but attention yeah. um, from everybody. And it makes it, it blends you guys right in at that point. Like a lot of, especially the kids that go through there, they don't know the difference. You know, you're a professional rider. They, they see you on TV. So they don't see you any different from Chase Sexton. You know, there's, they'll, they'll walk down through and look at all them bikes and them garages. It's just Daytona is always the place that is the heartwarming i suppose it's yep. it's awesome but yeah some of the other tracks you'll you guys are way out there you know i've been to been to many many races and there's you get it you get the big the big semis and then you got all these what, who are these guys oh at tampa <laughs> at tampa michelle and i parked one year we parked we parked wherever we parked and we're walking in and i'm like i think that guy's racing and you can see like i had it fenced off but like there's literally dudes just in van they got like little pools they got little chairs they're hanging out and it's like I'm now going to be a part of that. Like I've walked through it multiple times. Yeah. I, I know that you are a world-class athlete and you have a great training program, but I think we're going to have dinner set for us on Friday nights. Yeah. With the HBI team. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we will, we will, we will tie into that, that as well. But. So <laughs> Matt Bell, HBI, just so you know, we're going to be at dinner. Dinner Supercross for three. 2024. <laughs> dinner for, yeah, well, probably more than yeah, three. Yeah. But um, yeah, at it, least four. Yeah, yeah at, least. at least four, probably five, because my wife doesn't really go anywhere without me. So, <laughs> what, are, what are you, uh, What where are you right now with your 2024 preparations, whether that's your training, your team, the setup, kind of where are you at in those preparations? So right now, this week actually um, just started my final push before um, before I start riding Supercross okay. um, and get on to Supercross. Uh, we're probably in our like four week final push before. Um, so that's where I'm at on my training side. And then uh, like team wise and everything, um, I'm still, you know, sticking with complete racing solutions. Um, coach rob and everything obviously we all know what happened so mm -hmm. prayers out to him um but yeah so that's where that's where that's at and then i i'm i'm trying to get um obviously living the privateer life i still got my last year's bike so trying to get rid of that bike so i can get my hands on a new bike um so i can get on to supercross and stuff so it's all kind of a work in progress but the last thing that i do is stress um because it works out no matter what uh and I think if I were to stress about it or even worry about it, it's just going to kind of tear me down when all I can do is my best. So I'm yep. just going to, I take it day by day, you know, I'm hoping I can sell my bike and get a new bike. We'll get some suspension on it and get to get to training. So that's my plans there. With the new bike, are you, is the, you're on Kawasaki, correct? Yep. Okay. Is there a big change from the 23 to the 24? Is it or just as the fact that you're a good rider and you stretch the frame and you need a new bike? Yeah, it's uh, that and the engines. You know, okay. those two fifties just go through a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it, it it would just be. I try to not take my bikes longer than a year because then I just start. You know, you just start seeing issues, especially yeah. as yep. a pro. Um, and might as well, you know, sell it while it's still good to somebody that won't you know push it probably it, they could probably get t two three more years out yeah. of that bike he's looking at me <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> well it would be rather than me take it into yeah. a supercross yeah, yeah. season oh, for, for sure. one more race and then it's time yeah. to you yeah. know and then i'm hosed in the middle of the season or something yeah. so 
Yeah, and the last thing you want to do is pop a motor in midair. Yep. I mean, um, these bikes do take a lot of abuse, and even at my level of riding, there's issues arise easily. Um, the rev limiter is hell on a bike. Yep. And that's, I know you're a pretty mellow rider, like you yeah. said, but I I know how to beat a motor. Unfortunately, it's 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 name. I mean, it's part of the game. It it really is. But so to bring bring it into perspective, what for a lot of these people don't know, but there is age gaps on bikes for you to race Supercross. Yep. And a lot of people don't know that, but you can, what is it? It's only five years old? Four. Four years? For what? For So your bike can only be so old oh, to yes. ride. Yes, I believe it's, uh, I don't know that for sure, but you're, you're exactly right. Yeah. You can only have a certain old bike. And then also it gets to a point where, um, you can only have a bike that's two years old for contingency. Then, yeah, yeah. Yep. And that's so. important. Oh, huge. Yeah, and Kawasaki. Kawasaki's the biggest, yeah, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So. Hey, you, you make a night show with Kawasaki, and that's a that's a nice little chunk of money to oh, help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So have you, have you determined, besides working with us this year, which we are so excited, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around mm-hmm. that whole thing, but have you gotten kind of most of your sponsors and, and race programs set up for next year? Yep, for the most part. Okay. Um, Mainly everything's kind of sticking the same as last year for me. Uh, A lot of the same sponsors, everybody's really loyal to me, and I'm super grateful. So a lot of that's staying the same. Um, I'm bringing you guys on board. Um, There's a couple things that are still in the air, obviously, that I don't want to say, like, on this out loud right now quite yet. Um, It's all right. We couldn't get Matt Bell to tell us the writer he was trying (laughs) to get either. So we understand. We we get it. It, It's still a business. I mean, there's there's a lot. There's a lot of stake. There's there's a lot of stuff said that off air that can't be on air. I mean, it's it's public. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, you know, I've always been the kind of guy who was like, why why are you trying to hide something? But now that I'm a pro and now that I'm <laughs> yes. in this position, it's yes. per, it's a professional platform. Yep. It's I a mean. very professional platform, and like not to be not for anybody to think I'm like way too big for my britches or anything, but. I'm not going to promote somebody if they're not going to work with me. Correct. So yeah. when things are not set in stone, signed up, and they're just up in the air, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say, "Oh yeah, we're working together," and then people like look and they're like, "Well, why aren't they working together?" You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I'm gonna wait until I know for sure. So, so that's kind of where I'm at there. Are you good on? Can we announce gear, boots, goggles, that kind of stuff? Or are you? Or is that set? Or is that? Um. Yeah, that should be set for okay. the most part. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So being with Complete Race, Complete Racing Solutions, we run the T Dub gear uh, okay. out of Australia. Yep. So that stuff's awesome. Um, I've always been a taller guy, so I've been struggle. I always struggle to find stuff that has the leather in the knees. That, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like actually on my knee. Um, that stuff's awesome. Um, fist for my gloves, fist handwear. Best gloves I've ever ran for sure. Um. I run Scott goggles and then with the team, we have the option to run whatever helmet we want. We are sponsored with a brand, but I'm most comfortable in a rise. So mm-hmm. I stick with the rye. Okay. Um, that's something that I think no matter what my dad would probably buy me helmets until he couldn't afford yeah. them anymore for me to be yeah. in a good helmet that I'm comfortable in. Um, it's the most important part. So that's that. And then, um, Alpine Stars boots for next year. Um, yeah, that's pretty Kawasaki bikes. Yep, Kawasaki bikes. I'm, I had I had kind of the the option to go wherever I wanted there, um, but I'm gonna stick with Kawasaki. Um, 
the contingency program is kind of like you said the contingency is it's gonna really pain me to put on a kawasaki shirt it's gonna kill you i know but (laughs) i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it because i believe in the program because i've been a yamaha guy since the first bike i ever bought yeah and but that being said this is for you and us and that's fine like i'm cool like i'm i'm cool with it and I look forward to cheering on a Kawasaki to make it to the night show, and I look forward to getting in the main. So we need to talk about. We actually need to talk about because we've we you had goals last year and you achieved some of those. So I'd like to know if you're willing to talk about those tonight. What you're kind of looking forward to as your growth of your program for next year, for your own goals. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, I definitely achieved my goal last year of making that night show. Um, I mean, I was bawling my eyes out in my helmet before I even came off the track when I knew I made it, when I looked up at the board. Uh, You know, the only person that really got to see that was my brother, um, which I couldn't ask for somebody better to have been there for that. Um, Maybe that was the reason why I never made any of the other ones, was because my family wasn't there and they were supposed to be be there. You're going to have family there this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have family there. We will be there. Um, Your family will be there. But um, I know you had talked, your goal this year is to make every night show yep um i don't see where that's an issue because you don't see many privateers in their first rookie year that they even make a night show right so i think you're already a step above the rest of them um and the we i i personally trey personally knows your training program is on point yep um you know we've missed a few of these to make sure that your training program is on point and that's that's the one thing that i think we um we idolize the most is yeah yeah the dedication yeah and and to to that point um you know when you when you put every single thing you have into something yeah and then you quote unquote fail i mean it's like yeah it's like shoot what do we do now you know it's like i you, you know, it literally boils down to the littlest things that people don't want to do that I do to try to make myself better. Yeah. I'm not the most just naturally talented guy. It takes a lot of work for me. I, I need to be in the best shape I can be in. Uh, that's just how I am, yeah. and that's how I'm built, um, and that's what gives me the confidence. So, yeah, it's like when when you're doing everything, you know, you're sleeping, you're eating right, you're training, you're sacrificing everything. I mean – and then it doesn't work out it's like oh man like i don't really got a choice but for it to work (laughs) out at this point so especially with moving away from my family my friends everything i just i'm just at a point where like it's amazing that i'm i'm doing it you know i'm doing the thing so and for those that may have missed our first episode with you that we did where are you from uh colorado springs colorado okay And, and so you're living in florida and you're in the mecca and so you're getting for lack of better terms, you're getting beat down every day because you're practicing with guys that are better than you. Oh, yeah. And so you're not only does that beat you down, but you also get to see what's possible. Yep. And we've talked to you about your training program. Like like Derek said, we've missed a couple of these because you were training. And by jokey, we want you to train. We want you to be ready for that. And on that that note, kind of what does training, racing – as you're prepping, how many gate drops do you want to get before 
is it all just training? Is there some racing that's going to take place? Because you are a privateer, and making that cash is what makes you know makes you be able to go. Pays the bills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said, nothing nothing beats gate drops. Yeah. And we're not talking just gate drops at the practice track. I mean, legit gate drops yeah. with guys that are you know there to race. Um, yeah, I do actually. I was gonna race this weekend, but with it being a testing week for me, I decided to back off that one. Um, stick around home and stuff. I I would rather not go into a race this weekend that smoked with being a testing week. Um, so the race this weekend was that, um, it's the one Chili Town Classic mm-hmm. is okay. where I was going to go. Um, there was a lot of money. There was a super cross race there even. Um, but I, I got to look at, you know, like you said, financially, the money to go out to race it that would come in to race it. Be good if you win it all. Um, so, but you just never know. Big just picture. What, Big yeah, picture. Yeah. And that's exactly how I look at it. I, Supercross is my main focus. So if some, if one race just, I think could work out, but it's not really, I just don't know. Supercross is my focus. So the following weekend, I'm going to go to a race in, um, Georgia, lazy river. Mm -hmm. Um, any privateers listening to this come out, let's race. I don't, (laughs) I don't want to, I'm not trying to hide it to get the money. Let's race. I want to get faster. There's there's a call out. There you go. Yeah. I want everyone to show up. I mean, I want to be pushed to be my best. So if you show up and smoke me, I'm not good enough. I got to work better. on something. Yep. There you go. I like, so, I love that attitude. Yep. We're going to be friends. The, fo- <laughs> the following weekend, I'm going to head straight from there to, uh, Texas. Um, Swan pro challenge. Oh, yeah. That's always oh, a wow. Big, That's big a one. huge one. Yeah. Yep. You might get some of the guys that are retired out there racing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'll be a massive one that there's a huge payout. Um, my, my brother's best friend, one of my best friends, he lives out there, um, ex-pro. He's he's a good friend of mine. So, you know, I can I got some places to stay. Um, my sister lives out there. So mm-hmm. I'll do that one. Hopefully get, hopefully get some wins. Hopefully bring home some money there. Um, and then, shoot, I think there was two more that I want to do. Um, there was one in Muddy Creek, like, the following weekend. Um, That's a haul. Yeah, so I'm, I may skip that one just you know that'll be bouncing super it's far away way. yeah and i want to come home so i'll probably just come home skip that one and then there's one at um aonia pass yep. in georgia mm-hmm. yep and and i could be mixing the georgia ones up it could yeah. be flip-flopped i don't remember um but then there's another one there that i'm gonna go do that's got some money as well so okay. that's my plan for the gate drops and then it'll be just solely focused on supercross and then i may mix in a couple races here and there we, um, had, we had talked this week that um Dade City, there's going to be there's going to be a pretty big race coming up. I don't think they they have not made any announcements on that yet, so I'm not going to be the one to do that. But uh, we talked, so there'll be a local race. You want to come out and watch so watch Rylan ride? And I have to ask this because this is my first venture into this with a rider. Yep. Um, we've talked about it and we've done business and done different things, but as with a rider, you're prepping for Supercross, and we see the technicality of how perfect you have to be in pockets and hitting this and rhythms. How much does it affect you to go race? Like I own is a big motocross track. Uh, Swan is a big motocross track and muddy Creek is, well, was a national level motocross track. How much does it affect you to go do those races and then come back and start training for the technicality of supercross? I don't, I don't think it affects, I think it obviously affects me, but I think it affects me in a positive way. Um, me and my dad have always been the types that, um, 
you know, you ride what, what you got and it's going to make you a better rider. Uh, so I think that just going there, you know, riding supercross solely and solely and solely, and then just having a, a mental break, um, just everything go right outdoors, wide open, open it up, have some fun, throw some whips, you know, just rip like completely different riding and then come back to it. I just, that for me personally, just going to make me a better rider. Um, I'm going to have that speed more my my brain speed everything will be you know better because you're riding outdoors which is way more high speed um so yeah it just makes me a better rider i mean the track i train on got super overgrown and i was just riding it the other day weeds were so high looking like 20 feet ahead you can't even see the lines (laughs) I, i call my dad when i get off the moto and i'm like you know not even that scratch that not even that i call my dad i go to sign the clipboard when I leave, there's a guy that signed it. I hate to call him out if he's listening. I hope he's not. Probably he's not. But he signs it, and then he says, um, like, too uh, unrideable, sorry. And yeah. he, he never paid. He, I could see his lines. He did, like, three laps. And not to call anybody out or anything, but it's that kind of stuff when, like, that that made me feel good because I'm out there putting in 30-minute motos on a track that somebody else think is things are unrideable mm-hmm. that's the stuff that's going to make you a better rider you know when you can't even see ahead of you it's all balance it's all just you know that's what's yep. this these difficult stuff when these guys just want prep tracks all the time and watered and everything it just well, that's what i heard about i was listening to a podcast from late june early july chase was still training at jack's even though jack was hurt jack mm-hmm. chambers was hurt and he's like yeah man it was starting to get a little rough there and I just thought that was cool listening to them say like, yeah, man, it's rough. There's no shade there. I guess Jack's track has no trees or anything. And it was like, yeah, man, it's rough. Like when we go there, it's hot. Like it's just hot and it was rough. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like it's just this rough stuff. And now you're telling us that there's an overgrown track and it's like, yeah, it's just, it's nasty. But that's what, that's going to lead me to my next question, but I don't want to hog. So Derek, you got something? No, I mean, that that prepares you more than anything yeah. because if you can ride through 20-inch tall grass and not see a line, you can pick a line instantly on a supercross track. Yeah. So the, these guys that um, think tracks are unrideable or they have to have perfect conditions are the guys that aren't going to be in yeah. night shows. They're not guys that are going to succeed. Those Those tracks might be perfect at the beginning, but they get brutal or you get any kind of rain and those those tracks are unrideable and they're still out there riding them so come hang out at my house yeah yeah exactly (laughs) well and and don't get me wrong um supercross is a little bit different you know supercross can just get really really dangerous and danger you know like because i'm sure there's people that'll listen that could hate what i'm saying i don't really care but they're gonna you know they're going to come back with anything. So to cover myself and the bases, yes, danger is a factor. Supercross does need to be, you know, at least smoothed out, especially for guys that are learning. Um, You know, you don't want it just so hammered. Like those guys, that 450 main, the track's hammered, but it should be. They made it to a 450 main event. You know, they're the best of the best. I mean, you see it 10th and on gets to the point where sometimes they're not jumping all the rhythms they're yeah, just doubling yeah. through because it is nasty um but to learn to hit all the big rhythms and to hit the triple and the whoops and stuff you know you probably you got to learn on a smooth track smooth yeah. whoops you mm-hmm. don't want to go wide open into a chopped out set of whoops to learn yeah. um i don't want to hit a 
set of whoops, so, but that's okay. <laughs> I have a, so speaking of that, as far as Supercross, you made your night show last year. You've got goals this year. Where is the growth going to come for you this year? What What is Rylan, you, you go through your process of training. What are you focusing on to get better at this year? Is it turning down in corners is it flow is it is it the whoops is it hitting pockets perfect where where are you at in your training because for you it's it's a half second yeah yeah 100 percent. i had um i had some good friends of mine come out to the track um with me with his uh radar gun and uh stopwatch and that was amazing yeah. um we literally picked up like six tenths of a second in a, each corner oh wow and when you go and you look at my lap times on all those races last year that I didn't qualify, we're not talking me not qualifying by seven seconds. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. We're talking like split seconds. A, yeah. Yeah. And if you go look at some of the um, sectors, like because you can go back and look yeah. at each individual mm-hmm. segment. I mean, if if I would have been six tenths faster, like I would have been in. I like yeah. look at that and I'm like, oh my gosh. But to replicate that from training to racing. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, what I'm trying to do is be able to i want my i want to be able to put in my fast lap and make it into the night show and not feel out of control like i want that to be in control smooth and then on top of that whoops that's it that's all i'm working on is whoops and just charging but feeling comfortable while doing it so is that where is it is it one is it millsaps that had the it was a set of whoops they went around a turn there was a set of whoops and there was a turn and literally that was the training is like you're scared of whoops or you need to work on whoops not scared of whoops but get better at whoops fantastic we will put you in that so you can go around a supercross bowl turn hit a set of whoops finish turn hit another set of whoops is that where you are or do you feel more confident than that in the whoops um because that is you're not the only person that says i need to get better in whoops Jalik Swole's a factory rider, and he needs to get better in whoops. It, it, it's not just you. It's There's a lot of riders that, like, that's the part that gets me, and we have to hit it six minutes, yep. 20 minutes, whatever well, it is. Marvin Muskan, of all guys, will jump whoops yes. still yeah. to this day. You, you might yeah. catch him skimming them once in a while, but more than likely he's jumping them. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a broad spectrum through the sport. It's The whoops are the most challenging part of these tracks. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's where I'm at. Is okay. um, I mean, I'm not I'm not very good in them yet. Um, straight up, I can be and I will be a lot better in them. Um, I'm a tall guy. I'm the perfect build for whoops. Mm-hmm. Um, use my legs and my lower body through them. It was actually funny. I made the night show in Salt Lake and I was hitting the whoops best I had ever hit them. I'm like, why couldn't I have done this all year? Like, I'm just going into them. I'm skimming them. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I'm actually hitting yeah. these whoops. And then that was the last time I've rode whoops since. So yeah. I feel pretty confident going into them. Um, I'm not scared, but I'm also, I'm not the type of guy to send it. I'm not a send it, like mm-hmm. just full send into the whoops. You know, I'm not going to just hold it wide open, hold on and close my eyes and hope for the best. Like I want to learn how to do it right and not go out there and just eat it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause you see a lot of guys. And I, you know, I can even think of it off the top of my head. You know, they, they send it and they get lucky through those whoops one time and they make it in and that's, that's how they made it in because they got lucky by just holding it wide open and holding for the, hoping for the best and and it worked out, 
but I just I can't get myself to do that. I've been hurt too much, and I'm not going to be doing myself or my sponsors any good on the yeah. couch. Well, so. you got a you got a lot on the line. Yeah. yeah. So a factory rider goes in there and starts huckabucking and loses a a, a a rear end, and goes over the bar and breaks their collarbone. They're pretty well set, regardless. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You do that, you're not paying the bills. Yeah. You know, you got sponsors that are mad and so on and so forth. So, I, I appreciate every every ounce of learning the technical part of whoops instead of pulling a Hayden Deegan and <laughs> full send. Yeah, like that's just how that kid rides, which yep. is ridiculous. But I mean, someday I do believe that's going to come back and bite him. He's just got nothing to lose. Yeah, I mean, you... He never really will have anything to lose, honestly. He's I never mean, started at zero. Yeah. I mean, maybe from a riding standpoint, yes, but he's never started with nothing yeah. and then had to come up through. I, I, heard, I heard this the other day, and I thought it was pretty awesome that when you, when you start below somebody and you have to climb just to get to zero... You're way stronger at zero than somebody that starts at zero. Oh, I like it. So yeah, then man. to build off of that, you're already a stronger person there. Yep. And and I just, I not to take anything away from him because he's an amazing rider. Mm-hmm. Insane talent, whether they've had money, whether he had his dad or not, I think yeah. he would He be, still has talent. Yeah, he's he, got talent. Like, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And I, we talk about this all the time. Yep. And I will, I'll even watch that kid ride. And he's younger than me. I mean, I don't have any. I, I like the Deegans. I don't dislike them or nothing. Yeah. I'm not a Deegan hater or anything. Yeah. I'm just saying that when you, just like the Lawrences, when you have to work just to get to something, you're just stronger. I feel yep. like so. So if we ask your style for for the audience that's learning who Rylan Munson is as we progress to next year, are you more of a Jet, a Hunter, or a Deegan? style on the bike jet definitely okay. um it goes back to the big build tall yeah yep. um that's like the low new, rev low yeah, like the new riding yeah. era shoot if, if you guys came and watched me do a moto <laughs> i mean if my rev limiter got or if my rev got above six thousand rpms on my 450 i'd be surprised we better start running yeah <laughs> like some, something's wrong yeah the panic I, rev i'm just yeah being completely honest i I've always been, like, you can talk to anybody. I've always been a smooth rider. Um, mm-hmm. I had a guy sponsor me a little bit ago, and we're really good friends still. But I was at a track, and he was like, he was like, man, you're, you're like, sneaky fast. Like, I don't even notice. Like, I don't even think you're fast. You, like, really got to watch you because it's just so low RPMs, but high speed, just flowing, carrying it around the track. I took pride in that. And then now... I really am trying to perfect my riding style and craft Mm -hmm. and it's all just like I feel like in my when I practice I feel like I'm riding identical to Jet Lawrence he's just doing it at a way faster pace yeah I I completely understand and I will I think I speak for Derek but I say like we are so excited I, I kid you not we're like little kids in a candy store we're so excited about this journey and although we're still trying to figure out what our roles are, that journey of being there with someone trying to make it, knowing that I started at an age that I never was going to make it, he got hurt too much to even contemplate making it, and now we're with someone that's living the dream, and being there watching that journey 
on our side of it and being like, hey, this is what it's like. And we're very excited about watching you and going through those. And I'm telling you right now, I'm an emotional guy. There may be a time that you do something spectacular or sad and you and I are both crying over the handlebars of your bike. It's fine. Like it's, it, it'll be fine. Uh, that'll be the whole group. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, there's, so, there's no shame. But no. we're very excited. And we and I can't tell you when Derek approached me about, hey, Ryland, talk to me about us being a part of his team. I was like, pardon? I, I, I didn't understand. So I'm super excited on a personal level that you thought of us. And we're excited about documenting that journey and um i know derek's got a little bit more but we didn't want to take a lot tonight because we have food to eat yeah i mean it's a it's a business adventure and uh bringing a couple families together and um starting a new one so um with with the the what's up to come i like you said it's it's very exciting um it's one of those things that I've looked forward to my whole life, regardless of how it came to be, whether it, I was on the bike or somebody else was on the bike. It doesn't matter. My kid's on the bike at some point. Um, we are extremely excited, and I think it's going to be very emotional and fun for all of us. Yeah. Um, and I hope that everybody follows the journey with us because it's, it's going to be – it's really cool to watch – the privateer life from a different aspect yeah. uh we know that aspect well just being this involved in all of it uh, and then to actually bring it to life is going to be nothing short of amazing yeah. so yeah and i i just invested in a gopro oh, oh man uh, a new gopro i had an old one that i got for christmas but it you know lynn's got scratched a lot so i invested in a new gopro uh so that I, th- I think that's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to I'm going to run that. I'm going to st- obviously start building all my stuff now. But even for you guys, I mean, to ha- I'm going to ha- try to, you know, we'll, you guys will be in my vlogs. Yep. Where we can vlog parts of the podcast. Everything will just be big. So yeah. I think um, well, we're going to have the right. weekly we're going to have the weekly Ryland months and update now. Like oh, that's yeah. going to be part of the. Yeah where we are in training, what we're doing, what's going on, the the race. Like, Am I just going to call in or are we going to drive through uh, Orlando traffic? Every day? <laughs> <laughs> we may do some call-in stuff, but we may have a video segment where you've already given us something and it gets yeah. uh, put in. My, my editor, wife, slash business partner has gotten pretty good at being able to mix and meld stuff together. Cool. Um, but we're also going to have, like, like, during that time period of when we're all watching Anaheim 1 and you've got a month, Yep. To prep. Hey, where are we at? What are we watching? What are we looking for? This is okay. This is how they're building the tracks. And so we're all prepping at that. Yeah, we're all we're all getting ready. And the cool thing for us is because of the relationships we're building, we now have some business friendships that are in it as well that we can say, hey, what's it looking like right now? And we're getting ready to come join you. Where are we at? And and so it's really been a fun journey and the fact that we get to do it with a professional rider um and by the way i'm going to say this straight up front you're very well spoken your attitude is infectious you are joyous to this is what you want your kid to be and talk to us if you if you're a business person you're a racer you're a young kid let us know we'll get you in contact we'll we'll get you he he's very well spoken and and loves what he does i will tell you his schedule is important and by god he's not missing training 
for you. Nope. So unless the check is big enough, he's not missing training. <laughs> and we might have to train at midnight, but he's not missing it. And that's because his coach is a stickler. And we we appreciate his coach, and that's something that as we continue on, one of us may end up being on your coach's program because I want to see what it's like as a, a person – the average Joe rider. So there's going to be a cool, whole bunch of cool stuff we're going to do over this period of time. Yeah. And let's, let's just, um, for, I, I'm sure kids don't watch this, but for somebody that has kids, like dreams do come true. Yeah. Um, not just for us, for, for Rylan as well. I mean, let, let's step it back even like 10 years. Do any of us see any of this happening? <laughs> I mean, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, no. um, <laughs> no, can, not even close. No. Can you imagine being on a podcast or, you know, racing professionally or us even having a podcast yeah. and being able to open my phone and call professional riders and call professional, you know, uh, race team owners, yeah. um, to get, we next tomorrow, we have another guest for next week, um, to call the guys that build professional suspension um and we'll talk more about that after this but just to sit back 10 years ago and then look at everything that has happened up till this point is shoot 10 years ago we had just lost our house in a fire so oh, wow 10 years ago to look at where we're all at now yeah, my yeah. family and everything man yeah you can't wait and i can't wait to meet the family because we're gonna have to have some tractor talk Oh, yeah. I was talking with Ryan later. He wants to know the tractor I'm on and what I'm mowing with. And I'm like, why is he asking? And come to find out, it's because, well, that's yeah. what your family. Yeah, that's how my dad does. Yeah, so <laughs> we're talking tractors. And I'm like, we're having, like, shop talk. <laughs> like, well, why does he care? <laughs> I'm so, all interested in what tractor he's got. Yeah. <laughs> so we're looking forward to this process. And it may be some random stuff that we're covering, but it's the real stuff. Yeah. Um, those journeys and and – I can't wait till that first trip. And we're talking about Houston. We we don't know if Houston's actually on the, but we're both talking about like, okay, if one of us gets to go to Houston, who's going? Because if I go, I'm driving. And if I, he goes, he'll be hitting his wife. And it's like, dude, what a what a vlog that would be. Oh, like yeah. talking about like going to Houston and yep. and covering a race. I just can't, like you said, 10 years ago, I can't imagine that I'm going to be covering a Supercross. Not as a fan, as a sponsor in the depths team yeah. representative and it's like whoa yep. <laughs> whoa yeah yeah i can't wait i mean i i vlogged last year but i'm gonna really really do it better this year cool. so it's gonna be awesome and also thanks for the kind words i appreciate it no it's true it's it's a it's a valid statement I'm, and i'm a hard ass I, i've been a college coach for 20 something years and i worked with college athletes and there were some that i loved because of their competitiveness but i would have never brought them to my house mm -hmm. they were awesome and there were some that just were the epitome of, oh, my goodness, this this could be my son. Yeah. And it's like my wife will tell you the same thing off camera is, yeah, the, the, you just have that that personality. And, and I love them all for a different reason. You, I see the tenacity, but I also see that genuine, like, I get to ride a dirt bike. Very much The Rookie. Have you ever seen the movie The Rookie? I have not. Okay, you need to watch the movie The Rookie. Okay. You are the epitome of The Rookie, the well, guy that tries out for the devil race. I think speaking for both of us, like we we only support people that we can back. Yeah. So in the motocross world, in the sponsorship world, um, even as a moto dad collecting sponsorships, I will turn sponsorships down if I 
cannot personally back your company. Yeah. Um, and it's it's the same concept here. Uh, we have chosen to work with Ryland, and though it's going to be big for us, and we knew that, if you were a different rider or a different mentality or spoke differently or, you know, had a just a totally different mindset and you weren't as dedicated as you are, like things would be much different than they are now. Yep. We we would turn that opportunity down. Yep. It we're not just gonna support any rider because we we know we can back you. We know you put the time in, the effort. Um like you said, just looking back ten years, look where you are now. Yeah. It's it's the it's a bunch of little bits and pieces that go together that bring our support in. So Yeah, well shout out to my dad. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, good job. Hey, there's two assignments you have. One, you have to watch the rookie, and two, I'll try to fit that in my training. <laughs> you can watch it one night; it's not that long. The yes, two is, my wife has never been a big Chase Exon fan, and you have a somewhat of a relationship with him. You know, side. At some point, you have to get her to understand what a nice guy he is, and if that means a face to face of her, because I think if she saw him, she'd be like, I can't be mad at you. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. We'll have to do that. As some somehow, we'll have to like get that across to her because she's starting to be like, "Oh man, he seems like a really nice guy, but I just can't like <laughs> him." So we'll we'll tackle that. That'll be our goal this year. The side, the the back, the back page thing is yeah. getting Michelle to appreciate embrace Chase. Chase getting Chase one more fan. Yes, yeah. yes, there yes, you go. Yeah. So yeah. we've hit the the hour mark. Perfect. Which we we knew we were that do like thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which we knew this was going to happen, yeah. but yeah. it's going to be an exciting year. Uh, I can't wait to hear the the Ryland Munson Complete Racing Solutions Beyond the Curve MX Podcast rider when you hit that night show. Yep. Oh, even, so cool. even if it takes winning an LCQ, and it's going to be exhilarating. We won't be able to so. take pictures because I'll be crying. If yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, the, the, uh, the, the raw, pure emotion when I made it in Salt Lake, I had... Um, I had my, my one of my best friends there, my brother there, the only person I did I didn't have my dad there or Josie, my girlfriend there. But that raw emotion, I mean, you guys are gonna get to see that behind yeah. the scenes, yes. and it's oh, you're gonna see that out of us too, just yeah. so you know. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean is like you everybody guys will feel yeah. that, yeah. and it's it's like it's just it's incredible. I can't wait for to to be. I'm I'm happy that I'm in a position to make it happen for you guys. Yeah. So hey, I just have to do this. Derek, we're going supercross racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, awesome. we have made it an hour, and I want to wrap this up. We have dinner to eat. We've got some other things uh, beyond the curve that we have to talk about that can't be talked about right now. So, um, we do. We'll have next week's podcast out next week as well. But we are have a guest tomorrow night on the pool deck. And um, Derek, anything else? No, that should be it. It's going to be an exciting year. I can't wait um, for what's to come. We'll keep you guys updated along the way. Thank you for coming, Rylan. It was it was a pleasure. It's going to be a p- pleasure the rest of the night. So, yes, um, thank you for fighting through the Disney traffic for us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. We're gonna, I was looking forward to that steak. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, got, I got some good steaks we're going to make. So yeah. um, We're going to go tend to some family business matters, and uh, we can't wait. We can't wait to take this journey with everybody. Any closing words? No, no. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, we'll see you soon. All right, awesome. For Derek Schaefer with DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services, I am Trey Heath with Michelle and Trey Real Estate. We are Beyond the Curve, the MX Podcast. This is our rider.
Rylan Munson, and we are looking forward to the 24, 2024 Supercross East Coast Series. We will see you next time. Bye-bye.